the life at 657 AM. 657 AM. 657 AM. It is a Friday evening. The weekend has officially begun. And this is I Am Live with myself, Given Illustrative, and Mr. Shaltutoy, as always, coming in all the way from the Western Cape. Now, we're joined in studio by uh, Miss Helen, and we're going to be having a conversation with her, getting to know her, uh, considering this um, our first date, you know, between her, Shal, and myself, and you guys sitting in, at home being the flies on the wall. Uh, remember that if you want to uh, engage with us, have a conversation, or just ask a question or whatever, I WhatsApp line is open on 0826572729. This is I am live. Now, uh, this is actually a bit a bit funny because um, we're actually filming in studio, as we've mentioned before, that we film some a lot of the discussions and interviews that we have. Um, and I have a, a, a bit of a predicament. Um, I have something called Bell's Palsy. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, uh, Helen. Um, no, very no, few I've people. Never heard of it. Very few people <laughs> have. Uh, Charles, have you heard of Bell's palsy? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Oh yeah, because I think like two people have had it here at work, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Bell's palsy is um, it's a viral infection okay. that uh, paralyzes half your face. Um, yeah, it, it's very rare and it's quite temporary as well. So it's like there's really nothing you can do. No one knows what causes it. Um, and there's really nothing you can do apart from taking medication to assist your body in terms of vitamins and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. So that's why my face looks weird. <laughs> Are you in any pain at all? Um, slight pain. It's like the viral infection as it interferes and numbs your nerves, you get a, a sting. So I don't know how I can explain it. It's like a mild headache, but I hear you. Yeah, it's, I hear you. you can feel it on the nerves, not, you know, like a headache would feel. Uh, yeah. Uh. So it literally exactly half your face is paralyzed. So if you're sitting at home wondering why am I sounding so weird today and unable to pronounce my P's well, <laughs> <laughs> it's because half my face is quite literally drooping. Um, so I'm going to push through, though. And for those of you watching this on YouTube later on, uh, just know that I'm holding half my face up so I, <laughs> so I can be able to pronounce uh, my P's and B's and not look weird when I'm laughing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, getting back to you, Helen, uh, telling you all about me on our first date. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Ach, I'm very good, given. Uh, but I just want to let everyone know at home, Given looks fine. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> His face is not on the floor. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, my week has been a little bit crazy. On a uh, scale of 1 to 10? A 9. A 9. But t- this moment That's right fantastic. now is a 10. <laughs> That's fantastic. I heard you were supposed to be in Pumalanga, actually. Yeah. What yeah. is happening there? Uh, that is home. Oh, me. is it? Is yeah. it? Where in Pumalanga? And in Mkulu, near the Kruger National Park. Yeah, girl, you're going to have to elaborate. <laughs> you are going to when you go to Skukuza. <laughs> yeah, no, elaborate further. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, I literally took a taxi today just yeah. for this interview. Ah, that's very fantastic, hey? Yeah. Um, is, is Which side of Mpumalanga is it? Is it towards where Ermelo is? Is it Nelspreit? Is it yes. Siabusa? Nelspreit? Yeah, so it's, a, it's, it's past Nelspreit, about 88 kilometers outside of Nelspreit. Yeah, that's like a flight. Yeah, listen. <laughs> you live a flight away. 
<laughs> I'm kind of tired right now, but doing it fabulously. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Hey. I'm actually also from Mpumalanga, but right here in Bethal, close to Secunda. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. so yeah, you know, we're, we're mates. <laughs> no, that's great to know. Awesome. So Helen is a self-taught singer and songwriter. Uh, she yeah. grew up listening to her dad playing records uh, on Sunday afternoons. What's with dads and playing records on Sundays? Wow. Like, <laughs> I, I remember, like, there's, there's, there's always something about Sundays and mm. seven color food. Yep. Right? Yep. It just gives you those memories. Mm. Yeah. What records did you used to play? Like Motown. You know that smooth Dolly Parton, Dobby Gray, oh my gosh. Don Williams, Smokey Robinson. <laughs> Listen, I, I took a lot of who, a lot of who I am mm, is actually mm. a lot of who he was. Unfortunately, mm. he's not with us anymore. But... I, I took a lot of who he was right now. I see. Yeah, yeah. I see. So did you, uh, when he was uh, playing those records, I'm mm. guessing that at first it was just music that you loved. Um, and then eventually it turned into like you actually writing. It did. I mean, I was nine years old sitting there just listening to Dolly Parton and yeah. Don Williams and these guys singing these lyrics were so deep. And I'm yeah. for a nine year old, it was like, wow, wow. You know, <laughs> but it it inspired me to sort of start writing down my own stuff. Mm. Um, you know, I wanted to affect people the way that that music was affecting me. Mm, that's so, beautiful. Yeah, that's where it started. So, you know, everybody had a scribbler back in the day. Yeah. Where yeah. you would pause, you know, the song when yeah. you hear the lyrics. But I, I didn't have that luxury because, it, you know, I was actually stealing that time from my dad. So... <laughs> Uh, Did he use record a record player or like tapes? A record player, oh, literally those vinyls. Beautiful. It was it was such an experience, Yo, an enriching experience. Yeah. Do you do you have a thing for records now? Do you ever want to get to a place where you sort of like have them as collectibles? I have, especially because it it feels like it's more of a sentimental yeah thing for you. It is. It They're really expensive is. though. <laughs> <laughs> there's about there's a couple of records that actually dad left at home. Okay. Um about twenty five of them. Okay. And they're somewhere stashed in the house and I'm not letting anyone know where where they are because they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively yours. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um so when did your your first piece of writing and creating your own music start? Um oof. I, I honestly don't remember. There's mm-hmm. so many scribbles, so many melodies that I've come up with since nine years old. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll tell you that when God started speaking to me, you know, through the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in 2018, that's where I can say that I really started to minister through my music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before then, it was just me trying to me becoming who I am right now. I understand. Yeah. 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 Um, there's someone here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can see this. Her name is Faith. Yeah. Yeah. She says, hi there. My name is Faith. I'm also from Kushu. Um, and it's amazing that one of our own is on radio. I love her songs and the message they speak. Uh, I hope she goes further in her career and continues oh. to keep blessing us with her music. Lots of love. Oh, my word. Want to say something to, to Faith? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Faith. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for that beautiful message. I will definitely 
not stop, I'll keep going because it it, is, it just inspires me to hear mm. something like that. Mm. That people that I come, you know, from the same hometown with are proud of me. That's guys, fantastic. I love hey? you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like you, sh- you guys should speak a little code. Like, you know, that store at that corner yeah. where they sell those patlos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so I see here that uh, you've actually experimented with different genres in terms of your music, yeah. which would make sense considering the type of music you're exposed to. Yeah. You know, I, I really wish more uh, Christian writers would, would take their journey would sound a bit more like yeah. yours, because I don't know if you're if you've experienced this, if this has been your experience, but. Christian Christian gospel music mm. tends to sound the same. Yeah. Like there's yeah. an expectation for it to sound like, you know, yeah, and it's repetitive mm. as well. Mm. Uh, which, to be quite honest, for the most part, it works because if you're writing a song that you want the masses to sing, the yeah. one thing you yeah. want to do is to simplify it, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, so it's quite interesting to me to meet an artist like you who your music and your journey into music is actually has an influence that comes from many different genres. Um, so what other genres have you experimented with? I've experimented with so many given, uh, mm. I'm talking house music. Mm. Uh, I was working with a friend of mine. Uh, just you were before. not, you were not faithful back then. <laughs> I was that one that Jesus left the 99 for and came for me. <laughs> Magdalene. <laughs> <laughs> he came for me, I'm telling you. Um, I think, you know, my encounter with God was, was um, at a very early age. I was 12. Oh, wow. And um, I'll tell you about the, a little bit about that. But um, since 12 years old, I knew that God had called me. But when I grew older, you know, became a teenager, I was rebellious like everyone else. I wanted to do my own thing and, you know, discover who I really am outside of, you know, this calling. Mm. And... Um, I really, really spread my wings. Mm. House music. I'm talking. I worked with numerous people actually in the industry. Some R and B as well. Yeah. Like, I think if if I were to look carefully, there are numerous albums out there. <laughs> oh wow. That I've recorded before, but to tell you the truth, I am glad that God never opened those doors mm. because. Mm. I I would have never been who I am right now and so convinced about who he is in my life, Mm. you know. um, So, yeah, I mean, my experimentation of music really did broaden my sound. Um, Even when I started to write, I I, I just I wanted to sound like me. Yeah. I I don't listen to I, I will confess this. I don't listen to a lot of music a lot of gospel music because I try not to sound like someone else. Mm. Uh, I, I want to see what I can produce, what I can write and um, what what's inside of me, put it on the outside, I which is sometimes a little scary because, you know, it's not everybody that is going to be, you know, you're not everybody's cup of tea. Has anybody ever said you should use your voice to do like book readings? I've been told that I actually need to go into radio. No, like you have a gorgeous <laughs> voice. Like I- I'm literally not pausing or interrupting you because I'm like, let her just speak. Oh no. <laughs> no, you have an absolutely gorgeous voice. Actually, I imagine that if you were to, um, I do poetry. Mm. Um, so I'm a lot in the poetry space and I can just picture you in that world. I'm not saying go into it. 
<laughs> but I can picture you in that world. You have a beautiful, beautiful voice, and you're just talking right now. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so, what happens when you start singing? You know, it's that I think it's that little bit of anointing in there. <laughs> it's that minister coming out. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. So, yeah. apart apart from the music that you do, do you also do anything that is ministry um, related, or it's just your ministry is your music. My ministry is my music. That's fantastic. Yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really want to live in a world, and I don't know if there's anyone out there who shares this with me, uh, but I want to live in a world where whenever I hear a God, you know how you can hear a song mm. and it's so beautiful mm. and you're like, I'm in love with the song. Yeah. And then you later it clicks that this is actually a gospel song mm. it's like you fall in love with it first mm. before you actually realize that it's a gospel song um i i i i don't like the fact that spotting gospel music has become so easy like i ah, know what you mean <laughs> christian made this man <laughs> like surprise me sneak up on me mm. you know mm. be spontaneous you know like we all want our our significant others to be yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. just surprise me one day <laughs> no we will we'll, we'll work very hard at that tell me about a moment when you when you sort of like felt as an artist that mm. you know what because i know i remember for me it mm. in, in terms of writing making music and being a poet as well mm. as doing rap music as well there was a point in my life before that mm. i didn't consider myself an artist or writer um uh, I felt like I didn't want to associate myself with that so much because that means now I need to commit to it. Yeah. Then it becomes a discipline. Mm -hmm. um, at what point did you make that conscious decision that I'm an artist? It hit me when I had to, you know, go into social media. Yeah. That Helen, you're not just a person writing songs. You're not writing these songs for yourself. Mm. You are not recording these songs for yourself. People need to hear this. They need to hear you minister. Mm. And they need to hear these words of hope. That's when I actually realized that this thing is beyond me. Um, and that was around 2018. Mm. 2018 when I, first, I wrote my first uh, single, uh, Bread of Life. Okay. That I released last year, I realized, my goodness, um, I actually I'm going to release this music, um, you know, because the push was there. Mm. You could, I could feel that this thing is outside of me. I need to, to pour it out. Yeah, there's something that I need to deliver, and um, that's when I realized, my goodness, I'm not just a person. I'm an artist. I'm a musician. I'm. I need to make this commitment and actually go through with it. Yeah. Just like um, this this evening, actually, my sister and I were talking. She was like, um, so are, are you going to go live on Facebook? Mm -hmm. And I was so nervous. And then I was like, you know what? No, we're going live because <laughs> <laughs> I am not meant to minister to myself. I'm meant mm. to minister in front of the world and talk to people and give them hope and if yeah. i want to hide behind a mirror and say no here's the music but you can't have me what is that because god put this message inside of me and i'm the one who's supposed to deliver it mm. so that mm. making that commitment aggressively so might i say mm. <laughs> mm, I that you, you. you have to sort of make that will you marry me type of decision you know and really just go into it and make that commitment to say you know what i'm more than just myself i'm an artist oh wow that's 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 yeah. pretty awesome hey and and i can completely relate because as you're talking mm. right now 
I'm busy thinking to myself of how people who are not into artistry, like people who don't do creative work, mm. tend to not understand just how naked you feel when oh. you take your work and put it out there for the world to judge. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, because like on a, on, on, for, for most of your journey, I'm sure you've had, I don't know, it, it, de- it depends obviously of the journey of the artist, mm. but like mm. for most of the time you're in the dark engine room building this engine. Yeah. You understand what mm. I mean? Like you're working on your music. There have been days upon days upon days that people will never know where you were sharpening your iron yeah. and working on, on your craft, you know? Mm. And then one day they see you on stage and it feels like you were born like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But nah, you were not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell me what, what, what is alternative Christian gospel? How would you define it? Um, you know that Why sound? Why is it alternative? <laughs> <laughs> you know that sound that you keep, you, you said um, it, it, it becomes so easy to spot mm. uh, Christian music. Or gospel music, and it tends like, to sound the same. Like if gospel music were hiding in a forest, I would close my eyes and I'd pick a rock and I'd hit it. Because <laughs> I'd know exactly where it is. Exactly. So, um, alternative—it's just trying to mix all these other sounds mm. in and to create this beautiful. Uh, I don't know how to what to say, but. It, you're sort of like trying to create a different type of genre mm, within mm, gospel music mm. by mixing all these other sounds. Because music is so honest that when a keyboardist, for instance, or a pianist plays a certain sound, that sound comes from within. Mm. And if, for instance, you take all of these sounds from all of these other genres, these sincere sounds, and you put them in one, can you imagine the kind of explosion I understand, yeah. And I yeah. think when you hear my song, you understand. My songs are a little crazy. They mm-hmm. they they go a little alternative. <laughs> <laughs> alternative medicine. You understand? <laughs> like, no, don't try that. Try this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you mean. Yeah. Um, it's I, I I love that. Like, I really you've sold your music to me. By the way, like uh, oh. I'm gonna find you on all of my streaming platforms. Awesome. Um, I'll have you on download. Um, awesome. so because this is actually you asked me earlier in the beginning. Uh, if we're going to play your song before or after we do the interview. Um, One of the reasons I play your song after is because I'm a big believer in the fact that um, telling your story and talking, Mm. people getting to know who you are, having coffee with you, or getting to know your life experience or your testimony, that's what leads people into actually listening and craving your work. Um, So so I, I truly, truully do believe that it is through... You, you've you literally sold your work through oh, me just wow. listening to you speak about it. You know what I mean? Praise and you weren't God. even trying to sell. No, I wasn't. <laughs> you understand? So I'm going to give you uh, a moment to brag about some of your, your, your accomplishments in music, right? Mm. Uh, but for now, I want you to go back and tell me about uh, when you got saved at 12. Oof. Um, that is a moment that always brings tears to my eyes. Mm, mm. Um. I was 12 years old and I was so obsessed with these Western novels. My dad used to read them. So after he reads one, he would pass it to me just to proofread it to see if, if it's okay for me. So he would choose the ones that he gives me. Yeah. So um, I was obsessed with these novels. And then one day there was no electricity. The electricity just shut off. And I know that, okay, I, I don't want to go to bed without reading these novels. Mm. So fine. We, 
um, go to bed, we light candles and we just try to wait for the electricity to come on. But nothing. The electricity mm. didn't come mm. back. So my dad lit candles and he was like, you know what, guys, the safest thing for us to do is to light, to switch off all the candles and we all go to bed. Stubborn me, at um, 8 o'clock, I decide I'm going to light a candle mm-hmm. and actually r- continue reading these novels. Mm. So um, I put the candle really close to my bed, given like, um, and then I lay on my bed to catch the light from the candle. Mm. And then I was reading. <sighs> I don't know when I fell asleep, but, and, and then next moment I was dreaming. When I was dreaming, I heard a voice call me. My, my Shangan name, or my Tsonga name rather, is um, Muranziwane. And my dad used to call me Ranzu uh, for short. Mm. So this voice says to me, Ranzu, Fuka, wake up. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm sleeping. Uh, I'm dreaming. I know that feeling. He calls me again. And I'm thinking, this is my dad calling me. But why is he calling me? Mm. Ranzu, Fuka. But then... The third time he called me, I could tell this is not my dad. And because the voice was, was urgent, it was deeper, it was scarier. Mm. It literally fear gripped me by my bones. And I remember waking up and I opened my eyes and all I saw given, because I expected to see my dad like, hey, dad, why are you calling me? Mm. You know, mm. it's in the middle of the night. But mm. when I opened my eyes, all I saw was flames, fire. Mm. My bed, my pillow, the book I was reading, my blankets, everything was on fire. Mm, mm. Given I screamed so loud, my mom and dad came running from their bedroom. And can you imagine that fear of someone was calling me? But my dad just came from the room and I thought it was him. He's not in the room, yeah. So I woke up and the scene is happening. My dad comes running from the room and they're putting this fire out. And after that incident, so my father looks at my bed. They examine that scene and he's like, but how did she survive this? Because everything. Are you serious? Listen, I'm a walking miracle. And I want to tell somebody out there that if you don't believe in God, God exists. He called me by my own name. And I want to tell you that he knows you by name. I was 12 years old when I had that encounter. And given I was never the same, man, um, mm. he, I started asking questions about, is there something else outside of this? Who, who called me? Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, mm. those questions led me to, you know, forming a, a bit of a bond with my dad, trying to now understand his ministry. Because, I mean, at that age, you still... My father's a pastor. Okay, fine, but... at that age you're still uh, a child you're still a kid but after that encounter mm, Mm. i started questioning things like who is god is he just a story is he just the stories that he's been reading or is he something else is he real is Mm. he a real person with a voice and he sees me when we're asleep he's awake and i started understanding the, the bible a little more but um, when I got saved was actually when I went to King's School um, a little bit after that incident. Mm-hmm. Because now I understood what it meant to have a relationship with God. With God yeah. Now I started to understand those concepts of, of being born again and um, 
Yeah, that's when I, that's the first time I gave my life to Christ. And then the second time after losing my way and finding my way in the world <laughs> um, <laughs> was 2018 when I actually rededicated my life to Christ. Mm. And I don't regret that moment a little bit. I, I don't. Mm. Not at all. Mm. I really don't. Yeah, no, I think it, it. I love the fact that you mentioned that. I just want to read this quickly, then we'll just continue. Uh, I am so proud of that young woman right there. Uh, she truly is amazing. Thank you so much, Tabo. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, Uguti, uh, Helen is very inspired by that. Um, Thank you, Tabo. Yeah, like, I, I love the fact that you mentioned that you had a, uh, I'm going to call it a, a falling period. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I think sometimes we... First of all, I love the fact that it humanizes you. Yeah. Um, and, and it just it just someone out there has had an encounter of that magnitude with yeah. God. And then they went through their journey and had their falling. Now they feel so unworthy. And there's a thing about um, the devil loves to isolate you oh, yes. so that you feel like it's me. Mm. I'm the one. No one else is as bad as me. Mm. You know, understand what mm. I mean? Even though you know that David killed a man just to get some, mm. you know what I mean? But like for you in that moment, it's like I am the worst person in the world. So I feel like it's very important for people to to share those stories of when they mm. they stumbled and the fact that that stumbling lasted. And in some instances, it actually lasts for years. You know what I mean? Oh, um, but yeah. God continues to pursue you throughout um, <laughs> until, until, until you make your way back. Yeah. Um, but now I, I feel like I did this in a in a disorganized manner. Where <laughs> we've definitely run out of time. So just quickly, yeah. uh, let's quickly talk about some of your accomplishments, right? I see here that um, you've had, is it this particular song featured um, on something in, in America? Yes. Uh, but no, it's not this one. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Bread of Life, my first single. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Dr. Teresa Graham mm -hmm. from Texas actually contacted me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I love your song. I'd love for it to be uh, part of my blog um, on YouTube and mm. uh, on her website. Mm. And yeah, that's we started talking and she started organizing it and, you know, finding a time that was both suitable for us to for actually have the interview. And it was great. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, it, was, it was weird to, because to, <laughs> you had to listen really, really closely to, to the American accent. Oh. So it's like, mm, yeah, say that again. Uh-huh. Okay. It's not just the American <laughs> accent. It's the American Texan accent, which Ooh, is completely yeah. different <laughs> from the deeper. regular. Exactly. Yeah. Way different from the regular <laughs> American accent. All right, cool. So we're going to cut it short over there, right? Mm. Um, I'm just going to give you an opportunity to give your socials um, and where everybody can find you. Uh, just uh, obviously, I'm guessing you're on all streaming platforms. Yes, I am. All right, cool. Yes, Let's talk about your socials um, and then close it off with where people can find your music. Um, you guys can please find me on Facebook under Helen Music SA mm -hmm. and uh, on Twitter it's Helen mm -hmm. uh, underscore Music SA and on Instagram it's Helen Music and uh, if you need a prayer or to talk or chat please find me on at uh, just drop me an email on Helen Nyakane double eight at gmail.com and yes my music is available on Spotify um, Apple Music iTunes and uh, please support our music. We really, really need it.